Wilden watched Sindri, the lone kinder wizard in all of Kryn, as he slept. The little mage snorted, scratched his nose, then turned on his side. He pulled his purple cloak tight around his shoulders and let out a little snore, seeming perhaps the least threatening, supremely powerful chosen one that Wilden could imagine. Slivers of red moonlight seeped through small windows and cast strange shadows along the slatted walls of the wagon. The night was silent save for the sound of crickets outside, the rumbling of the wagon's wheels, and the clomping of horse hooves. In the wagon also rode Wilden's traveling companions. Aside from the kinder, Sindri Suncatcher, there was the short and feisty girl Tate, who lay sprawled in a corner with her jaw slack and her hand limp atop her chest. Next to her, curled in a furry ball, was a small creature named Rizik that was part lizard and part cat, clearly created by magical means. In the corner opposite Wilden, sitting straight up and with his eyes closed, was the old wizard Maddock. The man's black robes made him seem a part of the darkness, his silver beard like the half-moon of Solinari on the shadow of his face. Wilden knew he should sleep as well, but he could not take his eyes off Sindri. The little wizard had at first seemed so ordinary, so much like every other kinder. How was it that he, of all people on Kryn, had been chosen to rebirth an ancient magic onto the world? And how was it that Wilden was aiding him? Wilden knew the wizard's conclave, for which he worked, was angry with him. He'd spent years being trained by them, living with them, hunting down renegade magic users for them, only to abandon them after they'd trusted him with capturing the renegade Sindri. Us, not them, Wilden reminded himself, realizing quite suddenly that he had started to separate himself from his old order in his mind. Ahem. Wilden looked into the shadowy corner where Maddox sat. The older wizard was in the same position as before, but his eyes were open now. His features were unreadable. Wilden smiled. Can't sleep either, he whispered. Not sure about you, but my mind is still very much on what happened at Annika's keep. Maddox's expression did not change. Wilden noticed that Maddox's gloved right hand was clenched. Shrugging, Wilden looked away. I suppose sleep will overcome me eventually. It always seems to. Then goes away long before I want. Maddox grunted. You do realize we are heading for an entire countryside filled with kinder. Wilden chuckled. I do. You're saying I'll need all the rest I can get? I would say that, yes. The older wizard fell silent, closing his eyes once more. Wilden wasn't sure if Maddock had actually gone back to sleep or was just making a show of dismissing him. Wilden scooted down the floor and lay down. Splinters poked through his shirt and into his back, but he'd experienced worse resting conditions. Closing his eyes, Wilden tried not to worry about the conclave and about what the revelation of Sindri's powers meant. And Wilden dreamed. Sparkling stars spread out in front of Wilden on a field of black, dots of silver arranged in the shape of godly constellations. The red moon cast a hazy pink glow in tiny drops of water that hung in what Wilden assumed was cold air. Assumed because he could not feel a thing. Hmm, he thought. I've left my body. This wasn't a rare occurrence, but rather an uncontrollable magical gift that had always been a part of him. Foresight, his mentors at the Wizard's Conclave had called it. The ability to sense events that were happening or were about to happen, usually in distant locations. Wilden twisted so that he looked down away from the stars as he waited for his power to take hold and lead where it would. 
Far below him, winding along a path in a dark field, two horses pulled a small wagon. It was the wagon in which he and his companions now traveled. The wagon's driver chewed on a long blade of grass. They'd hired him back in Alec Khan, a small trader village near Annika's Keep. Even from his distance high above, Wilden recognized the signs of the man's weariness. Slumped shoulders, bowed head. He'd been trained to notice every small body motion of others in order to anticipate when and how to use his many skills in battle. Before Wilden could feel too sorry for the tired driver, he felt a tug. It were as though someone were pulling thin cords at his wrists and ankles to get his attention. As usual, he allowed himself to go slack, the invisible cords tugging harder and harder until, in a flash, he was flung halfway across the world.